This episode is sponsored by Enriched Superfoods. Enriched is my go-to store for the most powerful, most pure superfoods on the plain et. They've got all the good stuff from maca to matcha, from shilajit to powdered greens. But you know what I love the most? I love the mushrooms. Now I know what most of you are thinking, get on with the show, right? But I know what else you're thinking. You're thinking, how can I get better at strangling people? Us jiu-jitsu guys, we're all the same. We want to be better, we want to be badder. Well, being better requires two things, learning more stuff and being able to execute more stuff. And Enriched has got you covered with what I'm calling the white basement jiu-jitsu super stack. First is lion's mane mushroom to supercharge memory, focus and clarity and even better, give a neurotrophic boost literally helping you grow new jiu-jitsu brain cells. Now, a jiu-jitsu super brain is all well and good, but if you can't execute on the mat, then it don't mean jack. That's why the second half of the super stack is the legendary Cordyceps CS4 mushroom extract, scientifically proven to offer heroic levels of stamina and energy, as well as improved lung function, actually helping you breathe better while you stop other people from breathing at all. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the promo code WhiteBasementPod for a 10% discount across the whole site. Want to get more taps in more rounds and more respect from more people? Then get super stacked. Go to enriched.co and use the promo code WhitebasementPod. The American lock. He calls lockdown the scorpion. Yeah, he's got his own... He's like, fuck you, I'm not going to tempt that it. He rebels, doesn't he? He's like, he goes, I know any, uh, I know any brother likes to call this the lockdown, but uh, we were using it 10 years before and we called it the, uh, we called it the scorpion. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the White Basement Podcast. Um... No Smith today um, because he is doing a special ops um, to secure the freedom of the of the free world, or he ate too much pizza. I'm not sure which, but he's not here. So today I got my good friend, jujitsu bro, Ben Woolwich Woolrich. or Woolrich. Woolrich. And I and I tell you why I, why I paused on Woolwich or Woolrich because I've been calling Smith Schmidt. For, like the last, for the like last five German. years. Schmidt? <laughs> for the last five years. Height? And he told me like on the podcast it's the, the other week, why do you call me Schmidt? I'm like, that's your name, bro. <laughs> he's like, no, my name's Smith. I'm like, I'm sure you introduced yourself as Schmidt. And he's like, no. He's like, you call me Schmidt and a few other people call I me Schmidt. Have. I and I, have. <laughs> and I said to him, I said to him, um, who else calls you Schmidt? And he's like, all the people who you introduced oh, me to. Shit. I'm like, yeah, I thought it would be I me. just, I let it go. So many people say it wrong. It's wool. Wool rich. It's wool. If you think about it, it's wool as in sheep, rich as in money, but spelt with a Y instead of an I. It's an old Anglo-Saxon Now you're too complicated. It comes from, it, it's, it comes from Wolfrich, which means powerful wolf. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. But yeah. everyone, everyone says Woolwich, Woodridge. There's no D in it. Yeah. Woolwich. Woodridge. But yeah. Powerful wolf. Powerful that's wolf. That's awesome. You it's should you cool. should get a gi patch or a rash guard or something. <laughs> I have got a mir- t-shirt. Mirkatsu uh, grey 
Oh, the Grey Wolf. Guy has, has a wolf on yeah, it. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. All right, so Ben Woolrich. That's it. Um, and 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 just just to circle back to right at the beginning, so you said Smith is always smiling. He is Smith means means smile. No way. Yeah. So he said to That's me, my name is Smith, and it means smile. And I was like, okay, ah. Smith. You could have told Very me well that. Named. Could have told me that three years ago. I two wonder years if ago. his parents, when he was born, saw the smile because he does look like a big baby. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and when we're going to call him Smith, I think in the middle he had hair. Before I have seen a picture. Yeah, yeah, I've seen one picture. Back when he was in his 20s, yeah. I think he posted a picture of him and his bros. Yeah, it might have actually been right. his brother. That's right. And I was like, oh I saw God. that picture. It's really weird when, you, when you're introduced to someone who's already bald, or let's say they've got a beard like yeah, me, yeah. and the person you, you've just met has only ever seen you bald or with a beard. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh no, I used to obviously be clean shaven, or oh, I had hair once. Yeah. And then you see a picture and you're like, yeah, it's oh. a different person. Totally. Yeah, it's very weird. It's yeah. very weird. It's very weird, like, getting older as well. Mm. Because even when I see pictures of myself from, like, I can't I can't remember what, oh, we were painting. We had to paint the flat. We didn't have to paint the flat. We painted the flat um, a month ago. And, um, you know, you're, like, trying to tidy up and move stuff around. Mm. And then there's you find these photos that you've completely forgotten, like, mm. even existed. I'm like, wow, that's me. Like, I looked kind of younger there. Like, I saw kinda, video of you years ago i can't remember whether you sent it to me or you posted something on facebook and it was you i don't know if you were a holiday rep or something like that but you were doing all these little short martial arts comedy skits does that ring a bell mm. like you were wearing a red t-shirt was like, it definitely me i think it was you <laughs> I mean, it might, I'm not saying it was, like, wasn't. It was a group of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did. We did. There uh, you go. That was, that, so that was the, when I used to do Kung Fu. It looked Yeah, like I used that. to do Kung Fu. Like and that was the, that was, so that must have been about maybe like 15 years ago. Yeah, right. More, 20 years ago. I, I would have said 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think, I think it was like maybe oh Because you were young looking. <laughs> yeah. And I decided at that point, like, I'm fed up with being an optician. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a filmmaker, so I bought a video camera. And we went on this. We used to do like a training holiday. It looked like Spain or Greece. Yeah, or it somewhere. was it was uh, Spain the first one. There you go, see it. And uh, I was like, right, I'm gonna make a movie while we're away. Yeah. So that was like the beginning of my shortish movie career, and that's actually how I met Tom. Um, oh, right. So so I was I was like doing movie stuff, you know, making short films and mm. this that and the other, and. Um, I, my, my, I've got my first flat that I was in, my tenant is friends with all of these guys. Mm. And, um, there's one guy called Keith, who's a guitarist who was good friends with Phil, who's my tenant. And he, he, he's like a mate now to me, Phil. And, um, they were in a band with Tom. Mm -hmm. Tom was like running the band and the drummer and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, we need to get some video stuff done. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll do some video I've stuff. I've got a video camera. Yeah, I've got a camera. <laughs> so um, so we did a, we, we did like a little uh, documentary on the band, which was Emerald. Right. And uh, I think I filmed maybe one or two of their gigs that they did and mm. whatever. So so this is how we how we sort of came to, to record here mm. was um, – you know, when me and Smith decided, okay, we're going to do a podcast and he was like, they found this place in Hangar Lane and there's somewhere here and whatever. Mm. 
And I was like, all right, but it's a bit of a ball lake, like getting to Hangar Lane yeah. and, you know. It's busy as some, well, yeah. yeah, something that's kind of more local. And then I was like, fuck, there's like, Tom's got like a studio or 15 years ago there was a studio. Mm. Like, I wonder if it's still there. And, um, yeah, messaged him and he was like, yeah, still got it, come up. And it, and, I, and I remembered it completely differently. Mm. And then Has when it I, changed though? No. no. <laughs> but uh, I, I came up with Gosha and it's mm. like, as soon as we like, came in and sat down I was like oh this is perfect it's like the perfect place because mm. it's like on the farm it's right? quiet yeah it's lovely yeah it's, it's nice. really good I so, thought it was going to be on an industrial estate that's what I thought yeah exactly I when think you went oh there's a gate I thought oh right it'll be the end of the industrial estate there'll be a gate to get into the car park and again because when I used to when I was acting you know I'd often go to sort of gated areas and make my way to a studio or whatever so I thought that's how I pitched it because it's just, you know, you're, you're working from experience, aren't you? I was like, and then we came here, I was like, oh, yeah. this is nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Right in the countryside. Really good. Yeah. So good. so do, do you do any acting anymore? Uh, it's or funny you, you say that. Uh, I had sort of knocked it on the head, wrapped it up, mo mostly because of work in jiu-jitsu. But last week I got a, it's so bizarre how, how the universe works, isn't it? Um, a friend of mine, um, said he wanted to use me in a, in a short for something. So next weekend, I think, I'll probably do that Saturday and I'll come and see you Sunday. Uh, he wants to come and do like a screen test of something. And he's, I don't fully understand what he wants to do. And it's a bit fucking crazy, so I'll explain it to you when I see you. And I went, okay, so it's a bit mysterious. It's with clothes, without clothes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? you go, just come in your pants. Uh, so yeah, uh, I th yeah, I thought uh, it's... It's behind me, but sometimes things pop up. The, the nice thing about it is people I worked with 20 years ago who were all young, fresh-faced actors out of drama school, they've stuck at it and they now have their own production companies. And because, I don't know, I must have impressed them back then, they must have been half decent, they've kept me in mind. So sometimes things come up and they'll go, um, I've got this small part for you if you want it. And I'm like, if I can do it, I do it. Yeah. If I can't do it, Obviously, I don't do it, but if it's a friend, sometimes people recommend. I'll get a, con a call from someone going, "Oh, you've been recommended," and I don't know them, and I'm yeah, a bit anxious yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And I think, is this worth my while? So sometimes I say no. Or again, podcasts. I've had people say, "Oh, you can come and be on a podcast," and I'm like, sometimes it falls through. Um, something happened a few years ago where somebody wanted to talk about how to make DMT and stuff like that, something I've done. Do you know how to make DMT? I do. I do know how to make DMT. Uh, Episode and it was all arranged. two with Ben. <laughs> it was all arranged. ready. It was all arranged. And then I was like, it's just going to be too much hassle because they wanted to watch the whole process of me making it. And I thought, I, I just don't think I've got the time or the, or, the, or the sort of inclination to do it. So sometimes I say no. But if it's a friend and I trust them and I know, uh, you know, it's going to go somewhere then. Yeah, I say yeah. So for the last few years, just, because just the pandemic, clarify, you, no. you say yes to podcasts, not yes to making DMT. For I people. haven't made DMT for about <laughs> two, three years. But um, but yeah, if it's a friend like you and, and my friend next week, I, I will do it and give it a go. But if it's, I've just got good. At, I, when you're younger, you say yes to everything. Yeah. Because you think, oh, this might be a connection. Yes. This might get me That's more right. work. And now I don't need it because my focus is jujitsu, not acting. Yeah. I'm more selective. So, the, I mean, the pandemic put a big stopper on everything anyway. So I didn't do anything for about two years. But now, yeah, if something comes my way, which it has this week, then I will. So you went to drama school? Mm. 
And that, that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to. It was the only thing perform. I was really good at. Uh, I was a very shy kid. I didn't have a lot of confidence, um, but I was quite funny. I think I used to use humour. It's cliche, but I used to use humour to sort of mask being shy mm. and being anxious. Mm. Um, but it's quite strange, right? That if I mean, I, I'm the same. I was I was a really shy kid, mm. and I'm still, you know, I. I I often would avoid like social situations. Yeah. I don't feel like it. I want to yeah, stay home, whatever. <laughs> but it's weird. Like, like give me a microphone. I'm quite happy. But it's it's strange. Again, it's a cliche to say it, but when you're acting, you're not being yourself, or you're being a side. You're exaggerating a side of your personality. Yeah. yeah. And I found that I got attention doing that. And as a kid, you're always craving attention. And yeah. so I liked the feedback I got from parents or family members or schoolmates. Yeah. And then I had a very good drama teacher that pushed me and I did really well. And I thought, oh God, I'm, I was good at art and I was good at drama and I was half decent at sports, certain sports, but I was very small. I was a very small kid. So really? I, I wasn't good at rugby. I so when did you grow taller? 17. Wow. Yeah, my voice didn't break till I was 17. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So again, that's what led me to martial arts because I was like, I was small. I didn't yeah. want to be picked on. I so, so when did, how did you, when did you start? How did you start martial arts? Uh, I was about 12, 13. Um, similar generation to you, aren't I? So when were you born? 77. Oh, you're a bit younger than me. 72 I was. But yeah. You're 72? Yeah. Dude, I thought year. you and me were the same age. I'll take that. I'll take that. Mate. My looking beard good. is definitely whiter than yours. Yeah, but you're looking good. You're, but you're you're a physical specimen. You're a physical <laughs> specimen, mate. That's really impressive. Um, yeah, I grew up karate kid generation, blood yeah. sport, kickboxer, who dares wins, all, all that, all those Van Damme films, and, yeah. and and off the back of those Bruce Lee sort of films, yeah. I was a little bit. Yeah, too that young was for I those. was Bruce Lee first. Yeah, because they were seventies. I was still a little yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my mates started it. And so, what did you start karate? Started karate, karate. Shotokan karate, and Shotokan. Um, and uh, yeah, I liked it, but I don't think I would have gone there if my friends weren't already doing it. Yeah. Um, but once I started it, and they dropped out, I continued with it. Um, and it gave me a little bit of confidence. I found that sometimes it really didn't work in a fight, and other times it did work in a fight. Yeah. Um, so, how long did you train for? I don't know, about two, three years. So up to what, 15, 16? Uh, yeah, probably about 15, yeah. And, and then, then... Girls, I you was, found girls. I got into drugs and girls. <laughs> not which, is, which is better than... Not rock and roll. Better than just, karate, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, drugs and girls. I was just... <laughs> went balls deep in that shit. Yeah. Uh, that was my life for a very long time. Um, and then I, I found it again in my 20s when I moved to London. Um, I wanted to do jiu-jitsu because I was a... I got into UFC very early. Yeah. And my friend Alex Reed was a, who I met at drama school was a, at that time, he was a, like a kickboxing champ, like a European champ or British champ, I can't yeah. remember. But he just started doing Valley Judo. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is Valley Judo? He's like, oh, it's no hold barred fighting. And I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I went, he showed me a few videos and I went to watch him fight a few times. I thought, fucking hell, this is savage. But it was around the sort of time I was getting into UFC. Yeah. And I was like, what's jujitsu? Like, what the fuck is that? When I, I, I don't know if you were the same, but I, when I watched MMA, I was like, I just wanted to see knockouts. I just wanted to see people standing up and kicking and punching. And every time I went to the ground, I didn't understand it. And I thought it was boring. But then 
I think through the commentary, like Joe Rogan and other people, you started to understand the positions. And then I started to do a bit of sort of research into the Gracies and stuff. And I went, oh, I'd love to do jujitsu, but you couldn't do it. Yeah. This yeah, is like right. early 2000s around this time. So I went back to karate again. Right. I um, mean, mine was, mine was kind of similar and, and, but kind of opposite that I was, I was training opposite. already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I was, I was training. I was doing Kung Fu. Which I, all, again, always want to do. It looks beautiful. It's similar to karate, re really. You know, I mean, I, I can only speak from experience of doing a lot of Kung Fu and not much else, but mm. they're all kind of similar. You know, they're striking arts, you know. You're, I think karate came from Kung Fu, didn't it? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I think it's all of that. I mean, that was the whole thing before UFC that no one knew, right? Yeah. Because, I I mean, I've, I've, I've told this story a hundred times, but my... My uh, in, head instructor's head instructor back in Malaysia, mm. he couldn't fight anyone because he'd kill them. <laughs> right? Yeah, he yeah, couldn't yeah, fight yeah. anyone because he was Can't too dangerous. Yeah, he's too dangerous. Can't use an open hand technique. And then I saw, and I was like, bro, my instructor's his. Did you believe master, it? Yes. You drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, don't you? I was going to tattoo it on my fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then. I can't use my dick. Darling, or I, yeah, and then I, I saw. <laughs> I can't put it in your mouth. Your brain will come out. You're fucking back. You got to be. You got to clarify that. I can't use my dick. I'll kill you. <laughs> but um, but then um, I saw UFC one. I was like, mm. oh, that's why you don't fight no one. But yeah, I, but I, I I saw UFC one. So I I was um, I used to go out with this girl called Kathy. I think at the time, and she her either a brother or someone lived in the US. Mm. And he used to send her, for me, the VHS tapes no way. of UFC. No way. So she was like, there's this, because she trained as well. She was mm. like, there's this thing, it's called UFC, it's really cool. I hadn't mm. heard of it, because there was no internet. No. It was like, you know, karate magazine or whatever, yeah, or whatever those right. magazines were. And uh, I remember just watching this VHS tape and just being like, yeah, like this dude yeah, pyjamas. That's the same. He just came with pyjamas. And he's yeah. just demolished yeah. everyone. And and I tell you my so my first like jujitsu experience, I went the like the next class, I went to the to my kung fu class. Yeah. And afterwards I Where, pulled, in Malaysia, this is. No, this was here. Oh right. Okay, they sorry. they the, the the lineage was from Malaysia right, right, and they came over here. So I went to my um I went to like my very next class and um I got this guy who was a black belt who was good, you know, whenever we spar he always used to beat me up. And I said, let's like have a bit more of a re realistic fight with grappling. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I see, I, I, I see jujitsu. I know it all just from watching yeah, the UFC. Like, it's pretty same. simple, right? I don't know, but. <laughs> but, but I, so I, I did, I did, I just copied exactly like what Hoist did in that, that original yeah. one. I yeah. did like a front leg push front kick. Yeah. And As he went to block it, I did like the worst single double no leg takedown yeah. that's ever been done ever yeah. but he fell over yeah and then i'd sort of he grabbed my head i sort of got around to some weird side control position i didn't know what it was mm. then i got neon belly which i didn't know what it was mm. then i got to mount which i didn't know what it was mm. then he turned over and then i choked him and i was like this no shit way. is awesome but then a lot of jujitsu i i say to people 
in the beginning, it's instinctive, isn't it? Sometimes you think you've invented a move. You're going, oh, I just went to this position. I've never seen that before. Well, the, and then you find out it's actually a move. Yeah, but the, I mean, the thing is, so, but and and then you know, from there, I was I was looking for a jiu-jitsu club, and there yeah, was nothing. Was, I mean, the same, yeah, probably that you had. There was just yeah. nothing around. No yeah. one knew it. No one was teaching. And then, weirdly, um, you know, like you were saying, how the universe just presents things. Yeah. So because of all the film stuff, I was friends with um, this guy called Paul, who I knew from my Kung Fu class, but he was a proper filmmaker. Mm. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd pop in to see them, him and his brother here and there, and we'd like roll around in the garden and pretend to do jiu-jitsu or whatever. Mm. And then he just rang me up and he said, um, I've been going to this jiu-jitsu club in Dalston with uh, this guy called Eddie Cohn. And uh, Hoist Gracie's coming to teach a seminar tonight. Do you want to come? Oh, no and I was way. like, yeah. Did you go? Yeah. So you my first jujitsu class. No way, you jammy was Hoist Gracie. You jammy Teaching uh, like a flying arm bar. Oh, Jesus Christ, you've got to be young to do that. No, I mean, I, I, I did it on the day. He, the way he taught it, it was, it was easy. I really? can't remember it. I've but, tried it. I've, yeah. I've fucking fallen on my back and I've gone, oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, the way I, I, can't, I can't remember, you know, put the arm here, hold here, hold here, mm. and then you kind of put one foot and whatever. But that was my, that was my first jiu-jitsu class. And so mm -hmm. I was like, right, I'm going to start going to Eddie Cohn's. But it was in Dalston, so it used to take me like an hour and 25 minutes to mm. get there in the traffic. After work, I mm. was like really stressed. This was when like the interest rates were up. My mortgage was shit. Sort of my car was this? breaking down. Um, must have been. We did. We did. We did get the dates the other week. It, it must have been about 12, 13 years ago, something like that. So right, probably okay. like 2010, yeah. 11, maybe somewhere around there. Um, may, maybe even before that. But so I started training there, and then. Um, like my first class after that, I just smashed my neck up. Someone just stacked me. Oh, shit. You know, obviously you don't know what you're doing. You're like, yeah. it's the guard, bro. Like if I've got the guard, I'm going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not when someone drops you like on the top of your oh, head. No. So I got stacked. My, from from then till now, Yeah, I still have issues because of, of that. So I, I kept training for about six months and I was like, this is no good, man. I'm going to. I think you, I think as a white belt, you do pick up injuries that you're not expecting to pick up because oh my God, you, you don't know the positions and you don't know when to you don't know when to bail or you yeah. don't know how to bail out of positions yeah and you don't know that the best thing to do is to bail yeah i, I, mean, I remember getting stacked up yeah. just rolling around with my, my mate before i started at mill hill i i go i go i went on youtube found what a triangle was for up a triangle and he just stacked me up yeah. and, and I didn't want to let go of the triangle. Yeah. Same thing. I didn't, I didn't injure myself like you did, but I was like, fuck me, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the, as, as Smith normally caveats things, you know, I'm, I'm no expert as he always says, but I think, you know, if you go to probably your experience would be the same. When you start karate, when I started Kung Fu, I think most traditional martial arts, when you start, you'd like stand at the back and do horse stance, mm. box punch. This mm. is how you make a fist, you know, mm. whatever. I think from, from what I've seen, most jujitsu classes is going, all right, today we're doing a uh, single leg into heel hook. Mm. What, what's a single leg? Mm. Yeah, just this, whatever. And, then, and off you go. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so much potential for injury if you don't know what you're doing. And there's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. potential for it to be amazing for the rest of your life mm. if you do know what you're doing mm. 
I think beginners should be like four weeks, six weeks, go over there in the corner with this purple belt, brown belt, mm. whatever. We've got like a beginner's little yeah. syllabus that we teach. This yeah. is the positions. This is what you should do. You shouldn't do. Never do yeah. this. Never put your legs this we way. We have something similar to that box. Got to do it. But I, I'll tell you now, we've got a few white belts off at the moment. One dislocated his thumb and one broke his foot or ankle. Yeah. Again, it's through being overly excited yeah. and I hate to use the word because it's not PC, but spazzy, spazzy and just because you don't know how to pass yet. Yeah. So you're just using your physicality yeah. and you're rolling on your ankle, over your ankles. And you, the guy that dislocated his thumb, he, he didn't take a pocket grip. He put his, he put his you know, he took the wrong yeah, grip, put his yeah, thumb yeah, in. Yeah. And of course it yeah. know, ripped his thumb. But yeah, I mean, but I was kind of late to the UFC party i mean i was into ufc late 90s but i hadn't seen those early ones with hoist it wasn't until i got into the ufc yeah and the internet was available yeah, yeah. that i downloaded and streamed all the originals and that's when i really fell in love with yeah that first one was because i was like my life because i didn't know I, I mean i started watching ufc around sort of 10 ufc 10 15 something like that I hadn't seen those early ones yeah. with you know shamrock and seven and, and don fry and yeah and, yeah. and mark Coleman and all those guys, yeah, and Hoist and, big, and um, uh, Tank Abbott and Tank. Yeah, I mean, I used to buy like <laughs> DVDs from HMV, like top fifty knockouts, or yes. top one hundred, yeah, knockouts. yeah, yeah, or Tower Records because they had the import stuff. Yeah. yeah, but when I went back and I saw it, that's when I really fell in love because I went, oh, he was the smallest guy. I mean, yeah. he, they always play it up a bit. Oh, he was such a small guy. Well, he wasn't. He was heavier than you and me. Yes, but so he's kind of lightweight, middleweight, yeah, sort of weight. So he's not terribly small yeah, yeah. that's quite a good weight to be at to be athletic and, yeah, and yeah, strong yeah, yeah. but yeah he fucked them all up and but, I was but just it, like, it just Whoa. showed as well like the thing that that you always you see on people's faces when they come and train which oh, is yeah. is like when you go on the floor and you don't know what you're doing yeah like you might as well just you're give your wallet give your phone yeah. give up just you're nothing good is going to happen to you but yeah. it really it was such a good demonstration of that, of like, wow, like these yeah. these tough, tough, tough guys that have probably had 500 fights, proper fights, sport fights, etc. Just You know, Hoist hadn't had a fight. Like I saw something, I watched a documentary on him recently. They had all these big fighters come into this first yeah, UFC. Yeah, yeah. And um, they said, oh, we're, we're going to put Hoist up because they didn't want to put Hicks and, yeah. and other people. Uh, and they went, how many fights has he had? And they, so they they gave a bogus figure. Yeah, they went, yeah, oh, he's yeah. had like seventy six fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hadn't apparently. He yeah, hadn't he was any. he was the youngest. Like yeah, he hadn't had any professional. The, the worst fights. one, basically. The the dad was such a yeah. psychopath. He was like, yeah. I'm going to put my weakest yeah. son in to smash everybody because but it, you, but, don't need the other boys. But like you're right, you're right. That when the fight goes to the ground and people don't. I mean, I used to have a little bit of anxiety when we'd have a new white belt start who was about hundred kilos. Yeah. I'd be like, I didn't, even though I had been humbled yes. when I started and, and people lighter than me were like sweeping me and getting on top of me and arm barring me because I didn't know how to defend it. When a big guy came in, I still went, oh, I wonder if this will actually... There's still potential for injury with, with big strong yeah, guys. but I was always really pleasantly surprised <laughs> because they're clumsy, 
their base is terrible. They get swept. And look, as you know, once you get on top of them, they don't know how yeah. to defend what you're doing. You know, and, that, and you go, shit, this does work. The thing we just I, beat a 100 kilo, 20 year old guy. Fuck you. What, what I always used to say to people, like, you, you know, you, you, you're always training with the same people mm. and they're all getting better. Mm. So you would have like six months where you're like, shit, I'm just not improving. Mm, and then someone belt, new yeah. comes and then you're like, bro, you're going to put your hand there. And leave it there. Yeah. And still leave it there. Okay. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm getting better. But it's yeah. just ev everyone else is kind of improving with you. Yeah. So you you feel, you know, it's you like... definitely go through plateaus. It's definitely. like swimming in the sea. Yeah. You know when you swim with the waves? With yeah. The, the, you think, I'm just not moving. Yeah, yeah, And then when yeah. you go the opposite yeah, way, you're you like, well, I'm going 40 miles an hour yeah. here. But it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. But you need, uh, you need that kind of um, reference point yeah someone new. well then that's why that's why people argue that competition is good because you might be having a lot of success in class yeah against your peers yeah. similar belt levels yeah. or, or maybe yeah. higher similar weight levels and you you start going oh, i'm pretty fucking good but then if you go to competition and you get smashed <laughs> i've well i've gone through periods where i thought i was fucking awful then i've gone through periods where i thought i was pretty decent and then i've gone through periods where i thought i'm pretty average but I guess I'm just happy if I come out the the, the finish the class. And I'm like, can I feel my fingers? Uh, yeah. Awesome toes. Yeah. Awesome. But competition's different. I mean, you've obviously had a lot of success at competition, but you are then testing yourself against someone who is your yeah, peer, yeah, yeah. and you're beating them. So you know, or not, or not. Yeah. But, but when you win, you come back and go, I am at the right level, and I'm I am good for my weight for my age. Yeah. And I mean, therefore, well, the, but the thing the thing for me. That why I because I didn't want to compete because I was really like I think I told you this before yeah I was I really like funeral, I think we yeah that's right, right. I, I, I was like I don't it's too stressful yeah, I don't like it uh, you know I never wanted to have a fight in my life like yeah. you know I'm, I'm not that guy and um Ooh. I was I was having like bad like panic attacks yeah. and anxiety attacks and like f like feeling really like bad you know yeah. not probably not quite suicidal but I had a few times of like standing on the tube platform to get the tube and standing right up against the, the yellow lines and just thinking I could just like take one step and I won't have to deal with nothing but you could have just backed out yeah, well, no, I, I entered at the last minute. so That's so weird, I'd do the same. Yeah, so it was like... Because of the stress of it. Yeah. I would, otherwise you've got weeks built Yes, up. exactly. So I, I was like, I, I started having like this, um, like in, in where my solar plexus is, yeah. like this kind of flutter. Like and a palpitation like, or something. I don't think it was. I think it was my diaphragm, like... Just being... Having a spasm yeah. because I was so like tense. Yeah, and um, But I've got loads of heart disease in my family. Like right. on one side everyone dies. So I was yeah. like, I'm having a heart attack. I'm definitely going to have a heart attack. Started going to the doctor, went to the fucking, I went to A&E twice. Fucking so the hell. first time I, like in the night, the first time I went, you know, did everything, whatever. They said to me, look, you're fine, whatever, but go see your GP, have a checkup, blah, blah, blah. The second time, <laughs> I walked in and, you know, I said, look, I've got chest pains, whatever. Yeah. And obviously they said, what's your name? And they called it up and they must have seen this fucker was here a month ago. Yeah. She, was, she was just like, go and sit in the corner. They didn't even come and check me. Oh, really? They just left me there for like three hours. And then after about three hours, I felt all right. I was like, no, I'm obviously not having a heart attack. I went back to the desk. I said, I'm going to go now. She was like, yeah, that's fine. 
And I, and yeah, I went what, on. What have you had? I had a fucking heart attack. Then I go, oh, shit, think, just I left think, me in the corner for I think they looked hours. at the first one and they were like, it's one of these guys. And we're too okay, busy. I didn't realize it was that extreme. I remember you saying, yeah, you so, had bad so anxiety, I, but. you know, and I went in, I had like a um, chest x ray, I, I, all, everything mm. checked, everything's fine. And, um, but I still couldn't get out of my own head. You know, I was still like, but, you know, maybe when I went, I was having a good day, but maybe something's still going to happen. Like, yeah. You know, I'm still getting this this kind of flutter here. And um, I was like, right, fuck this. Because there's, there's never anyone in my weight bracket and age I, and whatever, right? I'm experiencing that now, yeah. So then it was the English Open. I was like, there's definitely going to be, there was one guy who was my, you know, blue belt, uh, under yeah. 70 kilos, 45 and over. And it was, the cutoff was like tomorrow. It was like, Two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, enter. I, and I just said to myself, you're either going to have a heart attack and die on the <laughs> mat or you're not. And if you don't, then you need to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's why I went and competed. I didn't, I didn't want to compete at all. And I was, why did you compete then? To see whether I was going to die or not. No, but I mean, what? It was that. There was nothing else. I just was like, I can't deal with this. I'm going to put myself in the most stressful, stressful difficult and I'm either going to go for it or I won't go for it. Like, I can't keep going around in circles. Oh, you're all right. You're not all right. This and that. I was like, this will be, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong here. Yeah. I'm going to just do it or oh, I ain't yeah, going to yeah, do it. Yeah, because your adrenaline's going to be. Your yeah. And then, and that, and crazy. so I, I did, and it's really weird, right? I don't know whether, whether you've, whether you've had things like this. So I did that and it was like, this was like the hardest round so I've ever had. English. That was the English Open. Right. So it was like the hardest round I've ever had. Yeah, I've never been so tired because oh, no. it was just a, like a battle. Oh, mate, it's horrible. And, uh, and then I was like, I'm going to go to the Euros. Like the Euros, because that was in end of October or whenever it is, October, mm. November, and Euros is January. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the Euros because like... Did you win that then, the English? Yeah. So oh, I had well. one fight and I won. <laughs> Right. And I was like, right, I'm going to go to the Euros, right? Because I'm I'm on a roll, and um, but it's really weird. Like it sounds, it sounds weird, but I I knew I was going to win the Euros. Did you? Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to go to the Euros because I'm going to win, and it wasn't like I can win. I'm like a badass. I'm this. And, yeah. I just it was like a psychic feeling. I was like, oh, I just need to go and I'll win, and right. I and I had. The, the first fight I had at the Euros reasonably was an easy fight. The guy was legit probably like a 64 kilo. So I was right. I was stronger than him and I just yeah. got my bravo. How much did you weigh at the time? 67, 68. It's only a few kilos. Yeah, but difference. most of those guys are 73 and they cut. Right. They're bigger guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas he was, the year after, he fought at 64. Right. So he was actually, should have been on a, in a lower thing. Right. So, so I fought him and I won. And then on the on the second fight, which was the final, um, I I got pulled guard, started attacking my Brabo, I and remember. the guy pushed me yeah. out of bounds, and got a two point foul. And it was it was quite funny because you choked him out there, didn't you? Didn't you? The first guy did. Oh, right, the I second remember. guy just won because of the foul. So so the it was quite funny because like I literally I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't really know the rules or anything. No, and funny. literally <laughs> before I went on the mat for the second fight, because Gosha came with me. She was like, how come they've got like a green score, a yellow score and a red score? I was like, I don't know. I thought it was like, I don't know, if you get more points, it's green or a few points, it's red or something. I didn't even know what they meant. <laughs> it's a traffic light system. So I asked someone and they're like, oh, red is fouls, yeah. you know, uh, yellow is advantages, I think, yeah. and green is for points. And um, 
So lucky she told me because I would have thought this guy was two points up because he pushed me out and then mm. they brought us back and reset us and, and he's, he went to red two. So lucky she right. told me that was a foul because I would have been panicking like, yeah, yeah, shit, I'm losing. But Nick was Nick was standing on the on the side because yeah. he 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 was there for my first fight, but I didn't even know he was there because yeah. I thought, look, he's going to be dealing with the black belts and yeah. the proper fights, or whatever. Yeah. And then he he saw me after the first one and he said, like, did you hear me like coaching you? I was like, I didn't even I, know you were here, dude. I've had exactly the same experience. <laughs> but the second one, I was like, okay. He said, like, I'm going to come down with you for your second fight. I was like, wicked. So so I, you know, I got pushed out. I come back. And he was just standing at the side, just going, keep your guard closed. I had like yeah. three minutes. Keep, don't move. Keep yeah. your guard yeah. closed. Just don't move. So I was like, right. I, I had that lapel grip and my hand was so, yeah. it just went Fatigued. like, I couldn't even feel it. You know, yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. I ain't letting go. <laughs> I ain't letting go of this. And uh, yeah, so I, I won by, you know, not doing anything in the second one. But, but it was weird. I knew. I just knew, like, I'm going to go and, yeah, and win. Yeah, I, I can relate because when I won at Naga, I was so... Because the first comps I did at White Belt, I was so fatigued. I couldn't... I wasn't expecting to be as fatigued as I was. I, I couldn't believe I got through the first fight, the second fight, yeah, and then yeah, got to the final. Yeah. I was... I thought I've never been... I felt like I was... Well, I mean, I lost the, the final, but... I. I would have lost, I think, anyway, he was better competitor than me. But I also felt like I'd lost to my own cardio. I was yes. like, I was so, I couldn't believe it. Same as you, I couldn't thing, grit it? and it's, I was out of uh, breath. I couldn't, yeah. I just thought, shit. And I thought, I never want to be in that position again. So I went crazy, crazy fit at Bluebell. Yeah. Um, I went to Cleos, didn't do very well. It sounds like I'm making excuses, but I did break my toe the, the oh. two days before. Joel, yeah, Joel yeah, broke my yeah. fucking toe. But to be honest, it, that it, I didn't really feel the pain of the toe. I just, again, I think the guy I thought was better than me. But I was confident I was going to do well at Cleos. Right. But once the toe healed up, again, I was just tr training and outside of jujitsu a crazy amount that my cardio was not going to let me down. Yeah. And I went to Naga feeling very confident. Yeah. It's the only comp really I've I've felt I was going to do well at because at blue belt level you could do heel hooks. Right. And I thought, I must be one of the only blue yeah, belts yeah, yeah, yeah. in the whole of the country that knows heel hooks. Um, so, yeah, I, I felt confident and I did did win. Um, but but doing, every doing other comp... stuff with Ed, you, you, I mean, your leg locks are pretty... They, they were. I don't dangerous. think they're, as, they, they're not as good as, as they were back then because back then I was just obsessed with them. So it was all I was going for. It was all I was doing. It was all I was outside of jiu-jitsu it was all i was watching instructionals blah yeah. blah blah now because i train in the gi far more or nearly exclusively i can't i can't do heel hooks yeah. i can do other things but um so i think that part of my game isn't as strong as it was but i went in there going these guys they'll know heel hooks but they're probably not going to go for them and yeah. if i catch them in a heel hook i don't think they're going to know yeah because i was thinking how many gyms across and academies across the country are teaching heel hooks at a high level yeah who's got an ed to teach yeah them exactly this? and i'd been doing them for a year at that point <coughs> so i was confident and i did get the results but there are other comps i've gone to where i i i was completely in the wrong well when i went space. back to the euros i was just, and i knew did i you? went back the second time and i was like i know i had like a 
you know, like I got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad knew, feeling about this. I knew, like, I'm just going to get spanked. Yeah, and I just got spanked. It's weird, though, isn't it? When you're in the wrong headspace and you're listening to that voice saying, you're not going to do this, or that guy looks too big, or he looks explosive, or I don't know, you've got those doubting voices which are sometimes difficult to silence. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I had the same in my last comp. What, what Ibi said to me before I went to the English this year, and, and it. Was that the one that was about a month or two ago? Uh, or was that the British? I can't remember. No, it was in the last year. It was the... Oh, okay. Whenever it was, October. Oh, was it? Shit, I'll get my time comps flies. confused. Yeah. So, so, I mean, one thing that, that changed it for me was... Because, I, you know, I was even, even, you know, the times when I went to the Euros, you know, I was so stressed. Like, you know, it was so such a big thing. Yeah. But, but the one thing that changed it for me was after all the lockdown and, you know, all this bullshit and the no jiu-jitsu and yeah. no competitions and everything, I was like, oh, they let us do it. I mean, even that in itself is crazy that someone has to let you fucking do what you want to do. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, but, right. you know, I was just like, oh, this is available, let's say. Mm. If this was not available... You couldn't go and compete because you couldn't do it. Mm. And now you can. So I'm going to do it because mm. I did, I, I did it, might, it might not come again. But the other thing was that Ibi said to me, um, like maybe just the day before, or it might have been even there. He was like, listen, bro, it's just jujitsu. And I was like, yeah, it is actually. It is. It's just jujitsu. I go through those moments where I go, it's just another role. It's just another role yeah, of something you don't yeah. know. But sometimes I get so, I work myself up. Because you don't, oh, and I'm, again, I'm not the only person to say this. You don't want to disappoint people. Like you don't want to go, you don't want to let down the club or your mm. friends or your coach. Mm. It, you, don't, you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to be like yeah. dominated and lose 20 nil or be submitted in the first 10 seconds. And when you get, start going down that route of negative thought, it's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's a spiral, change. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, but that, I, I don't know whether you remember, but before the Euros, you know, each time Nick used to always say, like, the last class before everyone sort of went off to do the Euros, he used to say, um, he used to say, first of all, the most important thing is just go and have fun. I just know. go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> and the second thing <laughs> he wasn't. used to say, which was weird from Nick, because, you know, Nick was quite a hard man. Yeah. But he used to say, I'm really proud of everyone who goes. mm I'm, it makes me so proud that mm. you just sign up and go. Doesn't matter what happens. Mm. That's that's the thing. Mm. And uh, I mean, that's da Dan Cox, who I train with now, who also trained under Nick. He says the same. He says it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if you win or lose. Yeah. He goes, just go and do it. Just Unless you want to get it. promoted. Uh, he, he had the Instagram post. He right? does. He, he does put. Him, I mean, the famous. He's he's a, he's a, a competitor. Yeah. Um, and again, it legitimizes the belt level if if you're if you're a blue belt and you go out and you compete sorry you don't compete like as we we mentioned earlier you don't you might have success in the club but if you don't test yourself against someone else who you don't know yeah from another club you don't know we, we have a guy at the moment who at white belt wasn't having success and then he just trained so hard and then he went from losing 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 to winning medals and then he got his blue belt yeah but he made a massive jump in yeah. his 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 uh skill set and ability yeah. and it's recognized you know dan went you're a blue belt you're yeah. a blue belt level but if you don't i'm not saying everyone has to compete and 
I mean, I find competition difficult and there may be reasons why you can't compete. You can't train as much. You might be injured. You might be older. You might just be a hobbyist. But it does keep the level yes, right it does. at the right level. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, you know, I think the, the whole point about it is it is difficult. It is. That's the point of it. It's, it's not easy, you know, e- even though you're comfortable because you're in your club and you know what you're doing and you know how to do this position and that position yeah. and whatever it's it still puts you in a in a an uncomfortable it's stress. position yeah. it's stress but I mean, that, that that the stress testing is what makes a real martial art yeah um i mean yeah. that's this is what we talked about this the other week um that um i don't know whether do you, do you know, have you heard of jeff thompson watch my back the, the yes. doorman yeah i read his book yeah watch my back yeah amazing book um, but you know his whole thing when he he then started teaching self defense mm. was they used to have like uh, animal days so every mm. month or whatever which literally was like put on headgear and gloves and a mouth guard and they just mm. batter each other mm. because he was like you got to stress test it mm. otherwise how do you know whether it mm. works so I think competition for jujitsu is exactly that mm. is stress testing your roles with your mates, the techniques you mm. learned, whatever, whatever, like someone who literally is going to give you nothing, mm. not a smile, not a nothing. They, they want to win. You want to win. Mm. Like who's going to succeed is, is who's going to do better. It's a different level of intensity. Even when you're rolling hard in class, yeah, 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 it's, different. it's different and it doesn't matter as much. And as you know, we've, we've discussed I, I was so fatigued, mm. like my muscles were fatigued. I couldn't control my breathing. And you also saw where there were holes in your game yeah. that you didn't see in class. Yes, exactly. Um, that's why I've lost a lot of weight over the last year because I was fighting in middleweight. And, yeah. the, and I was in the last comp I did, I was fighting a guy who after told me that he normally fights middle heavy, but he'd yeah. cut yeah. a lot of weight to yeah. get to middle. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I was right on the border of lightweight, middleweight. And he just outstrengthed me yeah. i couldn't do anything yeah I your technique has to be much I didn't better fight well. if you're I mean, if you're the smaller guy i didn't fight well uh nothing worked i got a i mean i scored some points but he scored more than me i i just it wasn't comfortable in the role and i didn't yeah. get any i didn't do it i just that's what I, what I talk about disappointment not just for your teammates and your club and your coach. I was disappointed in myself because I just didn't do any of yeah. my jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, so I thought, do you know what? If I'm lighter um, and I can handle guys this way in class, which, yeah. I, which I do, yeah. um, then I should be able to move around someone who's 69 kilos. And we don't have many lightweights and featherweights at the club, but the, the, those that are that weight, I can move them around. And I think I'm not being outstrengthed. Like yes. you said with a guy in the Euros, yeah. you felt, oh, I'm stronger than this Yeah, guy. yeah, you're, you're already and it's like, an advantage. Oh, of course it's an advantage. Yeah, Whether he's got to work harder. Or strength or technique. But if you're roughly the same level in terms of technique, your strength and your speed yeah. is going to play a part. Yeah, 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 for sure. I had the same problem with you recently. Like, I was going to compete next weekend at yeah. um, grapple, Grappling Industries. Is it Grapple Industries or Grappling Industries? I don't know. doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> no one in my weight class. Yes, at my age, yeah, I'd either like, have oh, to you fight. Can have a, you can have an eighty kilo, yeah, thirty year old. That's it. So I fight someone belt. who's mm. ten kilos heavier than me, or or what I was gonna do, but I couldn't get the time off work in the end. I was gonna fight adult. There were two guys in the adult division, right? Both twenty year old, twenty yeah. twenty one year old, and I thought they're not gonna be fantastically stronger than me. They probably will be faster than me. Yeah, 
but I do at the moment I do put a lot of stock in my technique and yeah. my guard retention yeah. so yeah. I don't think I'd be submitted yeah um I think it would be competitive yeah but if I also I had that excuse in the back of my head well if I lose oh, yeah, well yeah, they're 20 yeah. 25 years younger than me yeah but if I'd won yeah then I come right. out yeah well I come out I go I'm a, I'm a legitimate I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a legitimate adult. Yeah, for because the first it, time in my life. Because we, we've, ha I mean, when I won Naga, I fought in a higher weight division. Yeah. And when I, uh, I got a bronze in the in the gi, and I had to fight Masters, one or something. So the guys were again 10, 15 years younger than me, and the the difference I found because they were at the right weight category was yeah. again I felt oh these guys aren't stronger than me. Yeah. So I did a few sort of crappy try to do some so how much do you weigh now 69 oh right so you, you fight under 70 gi and is it 69 no gi is that it, what it's seven uh i think a normal comp is 70 so i need to lose maybe like another kilo, kilo. to be safe yeah. but um grappling industries you wait you can weigh in day before I, i'm not sure if you probably could but you don't have to weigh in, in the gi oh, so right. i can just weigh oh, in okay. my rash guard and, and shorts nice. and that's less than a kilo yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'd be safe yeah safe as houses um but it's also i mean a big difference in having the, the weight loss is i just move so much better yeah just so much faster I, I never used to be a guard passer because i just didn't feel like i had the agility to move around people's legs yeah. now you can now i can it's made a massive difference to my game yeah, i'm just I think, quicker i'm just quicker with guard retention everything i, I think movement. you you I mean, certainly for me, when I was younger, I wanted to be more built. Yeah, same. But then as, as I got older, like you certainly, I realised, I think, I think you know, everybody's got like a an optimum kind of window of their weight. Yeah, you know, we, yeah we do. A couple of kilos we up do. and down. But, you know, the, the, that's your bones, your tendons, your, yeah. your organs support that body weight. Yeah. So you could be 10 kilos heavier or whatever, but your heart is going to struggle. You know, Which you're going to get caned. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you got to you got to just kind of go to that sort of healthy, yeah, healthy, easy. I've not happy been weight. this light since I was about twenty years old. Yeah, which you know, a lot of people. I'm, I mean, I'm the same. I'm, I'm about the same weight now as I was when I was seventeen, eighteen. Right. Which not a lot of people can say. That. No, no, it's quite no, no. a. It's quite uh, something that I'm quite proud of. Yeah, we, well, I said earlier, mate. I didn't. I thought you were the same age as me. To to be in, you you're know, in great shape. You're in great shape. I'm, 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 I'm happy, but I tell you, it gets harder like every week. Like I got this little um, hill near me. It's mm. a short hill. It's, it takes me. It's thirty seconds to run up it, mm -hmm. and a minute and a half to walk down. So I just go and do like mm -hmm. I, I call them hill sprints. If you saw me, you'd say, "Bro, that's not a sprint." <laughs> but you know, it's, it's sort of like um, I, I, it's probably like four hundred meter pace. So I try right, okay. to run up it as yeah. fast as I can. Do I look like I'm sprinting? No. But every like six months, I'm kind of feeling like someone fucking made this a bit steeper in the north. <laughs> like this, they've had these been adding some builders in. Yeah, they've steepened this thing up a bit because it's just, it's getting harder. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, it gets more difficult to even to sort of stay at the same level. Obviously, uh, people yeah. are getting older, so yeah. everyone else, I guess, is feeling the same thing, you know, mm. if you're competing with people that are your age or, or whatever. But it's quite uh, it's quite sobering. I'm, I'm definitely starting to get to the age now where I feel like you, the, 
your physical best is like long gone. Mm. Mm. And now, oh, definitely. now definitely. you've just got to accept that you go yeah. down the hill as slowly and yeah. gracefully as you can. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, when I was, same as you, because I was a small kid, uh, and when I got into my 20s, um, I wanted to be bigger. Yeah. And when I met Alex at drama school, he was quite a specimen yeah, at the time. he still is quite a specimen. He is quite heavy. I think he's about 90, 95 kilos, something like that. But I was like, how do I get like you? Because I knew yeah, nothing yeah, about yeah, nutrition yeah. and fitness, nothing. Yeah. And he was like, lift these weights, eat this food. <laughs> and within a few years, I'd gone up to 100 kilos. No way. So I was about 10 and a half stone when I met him, and I went up to about 16 stone. Wow. And people were like, I mean, again, people looking at me now that know me go, I can't imagine you that big, or I can't imagine you without a beard, or I can't imagine you with hair. Well, I was that big. I've got pictures. Friends that hadn't seen me for a few years from uni were like, oh, you're taking steroids. You're drinking those protein. Oh, you need to send me some pictures. You're taking those protein steroid drinks. Um, because I just lifted, 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 lifted. I just wanted to be big. So, what was your what was your kind of routine? Can you remember? Uh, back then, I mean, I ate like a like a bear. Like I so ate so like many six, meals. Six meals. I don't. I don't. I didn't particularly like or just portion it out. I just ate a lot of calories. Uh, I tried to eat a lot of protein, <clears throat> and I lifted a lot. I lifted in sort of. Uh, I had some like dumbbells and like a barbell in my room and I would just do sort of pyramid. Uh, I think they were called pyramid sort of routines where you, you start at a certain set and then you drop the weight and then and not drop the weight. So you, you drop the reps and, and then you start to go the back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, and it worked and I did a lot of press ups and stuff like that, but I just got big. I was strong. Wow. I wasn't particularly quick. I was just, I just looked quite like a big guy. And I yeah. was like, but because I'm six foot two, I could carry that weight but yeah. when I stopped lifting when I around the sort of time I had my first son so it's about 17 years ago because I wasn't exercising and lifting those weights that's when I started to get podgy a little bit larger yeah for the first time in my life I was like because I had an incredibly high metabolism where I could eat a lot and yeah. it just burnt off but around 30 I was like oh I'm actually I'm actually quite big yeah, for the first time in my life, and that's when uh, I started really started to understand nutrition better. Yeah, because I was a friend friends with a PT, and she was like, "What do you want to do?" And I went, "I said I want to lose weight. I want to look ripped. I want to have yeah. a six pack and all this." I worked really, really hard. I got down to about thirteen stone, something like that, and I could see abs for the first time in a long time. And that's just when I went balls deep into sort of fitness and nutrition and then a few years later I trained as a PT and I went really down that rabbit hole so but I was still heavier than I when I first started jiu-jitsu when I first met you when you came over to Mill Hill I was probably about 80 85 kilos yeah I so remember you being kilos. a bigish. yeah well, well I, I mean again you wouldn't have said I, I wasn't fat but again I was in like you talk about earlier I was in that sort of that range of weight that you should be, I was probably closer to the top end of yeah. that weight. Yeah. But I was so slow yeah. and I used to get fatigued and I played off my back all the time because I was too tired to scramble, too yeah. slow to scramble. Yeah. And I just became a very defensive mm -hmm. guard player, mm -hmm. uh, which has helped me now because I've now got a pretty, pretty decent guard and quite difficult to, to, to pass. Mm. And then I've sort of built on that, you know, escape sweeps, getting on top. And now I've got the speed to do it. Yeah, it's been a 
it was at the time I thought, oh, I'm just shooting jujitsu. I'm always on my back, but it has helped. But being lighter, as I'm sure you've experienced, is there aren't so many people in your category. Yeah, and at this age. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh well, I've lost this weight. What? There's no one in my category, so I'm going to have to fight the same lightweight guy. or middleweight. <laughs> fight the same guy I was going to fight after being yeah, on the diet so for six months. I, w- I missed out on the, whatever it was recently, the English or the British. Uh, there was re- I can't remember why I didn't enter. I, oh, I left, oh, I know why. I left it too late. Like you, oh, too, like you, I prevaricate about ju- entering. I yeah, get anxious yeah, and I yeah. get nervous because if I enter early, then I've got weeks and months yeah, thinking about ready. it so speaking to ian Tui, and he was like oh ben are you gonna sign up for the english and i was like um oh yeah yeah he goes well you better hurry up mate because there's only a week left i went yeah no 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 problem because when i signed up for naga my strategy do it at the last minute when i did naga i did it the, the day before right like the last possible day you could do yeah, it, i yeah. did it so the same with the english try to sign up and um i was being really thick i was going why isn't this going through on smooth company like, why is this not going through and then it said you know, full to capacity. And I went, oh, 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 I can't, oh. Saved myself. So I left it too late. <laughs> I left it too late. Uh, but there were people in that category. There was about six. Oh, so um, you would have had a good group. Yeah, I would have had, I would have had some, some decent. Well, I can't I imagine what it'd be like to have like a real big group. Scary. <laughs> but I mean, like. I probably got about two fights imagine, in me. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you've got to have like five, six, seven, oh, yeah. eight fights of that intensity. If you're white adult. injuries along the way. If you're white belt adult, middleweight. Blue, blue, I think blue. blue belt adult, when when I was, the ones that I entered, you know, the, the Euros, when I'd look at them, you know, and you scroll through. Yeah. And then you get to blue belt adult and it's yeah. like. Yeah. Well, my, a lot of my, the lads I train with, they've got like 20, 30 people in their division. I, I think the second time oh, I went Jesus. on that group, it was 96 people or 94 people That's or something. Crazy. I worked it out. It's like, you got, I think you think it was eight fights. That is crazy. To win. But then, <laughs> then I think at that age, they've got more. Um, mm. They've got but eight more. Eight is it still. I mean, if, oh, you, if you went to normal class and you had eight, and rounds. eight hard rounds, that's a lot. Oh, yeah, God. Well, you, at the end of that, you're done. There was a, a comp before, was it before Christmas? No, it was after Christmas because I entered, I entered and then I couldn't do it because I had COVID. Um, it was the week after Nick's funeral, I think, or the week before. And um, we had white belt, a few white belts that were fighting in the middle, middleweight. And they, I think they had about four or five fights, but they were fucked. Yeah. When they got to the finals, they were absolutely fucked. They managed to win, which was, you know, I'd tip my hat to them, but they were fucked. Yeah. So, so you know, my age and your age. Yeah, yeah, it's not a, it's not a thing. No, it's, it's not too, a possibility. It's, it's too difficult. But again, talk about slowing down during COVID, I because we couldn't train. Mm. Again, I was like, well, I've just got to keep my fitness up. Yeah. And I know you, you've listened to... um goggins's book yeah. or, or read it me too and i was I had that in mind i was going out running every day doing like 10k a day going yeah, you don't know me son you don't know me son i love that guy uh i just had him in my head going even though it was painful and whatever i was just like pushing through it pushing through it going i've just got to keep going i've got to keep fit but yeah. it fucked my knees because yeah, of my I, age I, I hate running after after the gyms opened up my knees were shot mm. and it and it really interfered with my jiu-jitsu. And I was like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to hang up my 
trainers for a while and I haven't now run for about a year. year I mean, that's, that's why I do my hill in inverted commas sprints mm. because going up a hill is fine on your knees. It's no, right. there's no, there's no knee shock at all. You know, I right. run, I, I try to run in a, in a manner of like, um, I keep forgetting his name. You remember that the 400 meter guy who used to lean backwards and win everything? Ah, Michael, Michael Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Michael Johnson. I try to run like that, like yeah. with a really good posture, everything sort yeah. of straight, yeah. just for like the cardio, like just yeah. 30 seconds of like, go, well, go, 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 that, go, go. That's exactly what you do in jiu-jitsu when it's explosive. Exactly. And, and so th- this, this is the thing that I'm kind of, everything I do now is just around jiu-jitsu. Mm. You know, I'm kind of doing fitness and cardio and stuff to for jiu-jitsu mm. i'm doing rehab stuff for jiu-jitsu mm. i'm doing i'm stretching and whatever for jiu-jitsu yeah. I'm, you know i don't i don't i've given up trying to do anything else it's just try to yeah. be able to get to the mat and be like okay i can roll yeah. can you roll yeah yeah i think yeah. i'm all right i can roll because that's i think you know when you get to this age this stage this that's where you are yeah. it's like can i can i go and train again next week awesome yeah that's and that's off. why i had to pack the running in because yeah. it was interfering with what I love yeah one I was on holiday not last week but the week before and obviously I couldn't do any jiu-jitsu but I did interval training mm. I just did short bursts of stuff so so um, how long did you have off the mat no training with all the lockdown stuff uh I think it was about three or four months um Ooh. which was fucking horrible um luckily do you know Toby Toby. Gillingham, Gillingham. Don't used to be so. a used to be a day walker at Mill Hill. He, he's, I, yoga, the name rings a bell. He's a yoga instructor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby. Well, yoga he's got time. a yurt. Yes, yurt? yes, yes, yurt? yes. I know. Um, and I used to go and train with Toby every, pretty much every Sunday. Um, sometimes it'd just be me and him. Yeah, I think you posted some pictures. Maybe might after have. the lockdown, or oh, it's the first time we've trained for. Yeah, or it might have been Toby tagging me in it. Uh, I've very yeah. rarely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I but, saw um, there were a few people there. When they said, "Oh, you can meet in groups of six, we were like, "Well, well, yeah, we this will be obviously a six. you can't roll around with them and sweat on them, but we did." Yeah. Um, and Toby in the beginning was like temperature checking people, and um, if we had any symptoms, obviously we didn't train and a few people did get COVID yeah. through work yeah. and didn't come. Yeah. But yeah, I think we had about three months. Yeah. Three, maybe four months off. And we, we, we I guess we were <laughs> bending the rules slightly. Yeah. But um, I mean, but we had a group and we didn't allow other people in that group. Um, but, you know, I just had, I just had to have it. I just, were we, you know, I mean, like, we were lucky because we put the mat downstairs, right? <laughs> and, and, you know. I was well jealous when you, you were both posting pictures every yeah, week. I was like. Extra lucky that Gosha wanted train. to train more than I did. You know, I'm she lucky. was like, let's go and roll. I was I like, know. all right, let's go and roll. But then I remember when things did sort of slacken slightly or ease up, not slacken, ease up. And then you were like, hey, do you want to come over and train? I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at least I had been training. I remember you, me, and Smith were training. He hadn't been training. Yeah. So you, you and me, our level of fitness was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was really fucked. He was gassed. And you would go, come on. Yeah, He's come going, on. Oh, dude, I feel I'm going to be sick. <laughs> and you were like, no, get back in. But 
Yeah, because it's, it's that so first one. Like, what if you go through I that? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, his first. Yeah, one yeah. Then right? you're like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'm back. Yeah. Otherwise, you're always sort of thinking, well, I don't know whether I can really go that hard. It's like you did it. Mm. You know, it was like it was mm. like the competition thing. Look, you, you didn't die. You're you didn't right. Die. You're still alive. But it was hard, mate. I found that very hard because, uh, I, I think, I, I thought about this recently actually because I think we think my son's autistic, right. and um, Rachel, my partner, has got a lot of um, autism in her family, so mm. it's something that she recognises and I recognise, mm. and. Um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how a lot of high level competitors have got autistic traits and are autistic. Yes. And it's because they're obsessed. Yeah. With high performers, right? And I thought, I'm obsessed by jujitsu. I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure yeah. you could be not autistic and yeah, be obsessed. Yeah, yeah. But then I look back through my life at all the things I became obsessed with, yeah. like fitness, acting, comedy karate and boxing when I used to box as well it's just it's all I thought about but jiu-jitsu has been the biggest one and I thought I am obsessed I am obsessed yeah. it's pretty much all I think about all day when I'm not at training and I'm at training as often as I can be I'm watching instructionals or I'm watching jiu-jitsu matches or blah 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 like like you said when you were come and talk I was like well we could talk about jiu-jitsu yeah, for literally yeah. a day yeah and I know I did an online sort of test recently to see whether I did have autistic traits and it was like yes you probably do I thought, I thought you were going to say I did an online test but I stopped halfway through to watch a jiu-jitsu video <laughs> I didn't actually it was <laughs> I a didn't very make quick it to the test end. it was a very quick test and I went through it twice thinking oh maybe I was I had an unconscious bias to putting answers that I thought would make me seem autistic yeah. so I went through it yeah. a second time right. it came up the same it said yeah you are you do display autistic traits but, but do, you, do you think that we call a lot of things now autism that we didn't used to oh, call. Yeah. It's I'm it sure. sort of seems like when I mean we are a similar age. You know, when I was young and a kid, like you either were blind or you had a leg missing mm. or you were normal. Yeah. Like that was there was your two options. Like, mm. oh yeah, this this kid's got no legs. Yeah, mm. he's obviously something wrong with him. Mm. But all these other ones, they're just he's naughty, he's naughty, mm. he's bored, mm. he don't listen. Mm. But it, there wasn't like a you know, like people I haven't I haven't sort of taken too much notice of it, but you know, you you would probably say that you are on the spectrum. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Well, I think it's everyone's like, on the spectrum. Yeah, well, yeah, pr probably everyone is or 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 maybe there's a percentage of people that are and aren't. I mean, what's not, there isn't a normal, is it? There's, there's no, no there is like, no normal. One, one fits all. No. This is a normal person. I just think some people are probably slightly have slight more autistic traits than others. Like if you become, if you, if you, I mean, you, oh, there's maybe a bad way to compare it, but they say you're always somewhere on that sexual sexuality spectrum, aren't they? Some people. Are, pretty much in the middle some are very straight some are, are very gay and we we fit somewhere on there and i i wonder whether autism or ocd or uh, or um, attention deficit disorder whether we're all i find myself easy, easily distracted by things all the time all the time but yeah, i so could be hyper focused on some things I, i'm the same but i th i think probably most people like i tell you again i've i've i've, I've said this of a few times but 
Um, did you did you ever used to watch Darren Brown, Trick of the yeah. Mind? Yeah. Did, did you ever see the one where he did the, the mind reading? He got, I think it was 10, 12 people from different countries in Europe. Right. And he did the mind reading and he wrote down like all the stuff about them. Yes. It's like the best one I ever saw. That he, so he did the mind reading, for anyone who hasn't seen it. He did the mind reading. He wrote down an A4 page about yeah. each of them. Yeah, that's right. I then he brings that. them all back in and, and he gives them each other's page and he just wrote the it same thing. It was all the same thing, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, you know, it's like, I think most people, if you had a good conversation with them, they'll say, oh, yeah, sometimes I find it really hard to concentrate. I get yeah, really of, easy. Of and course. other times I get really into something and the time of course. flies. And but are they obsessed? Like, like you, you'll know people that, that train jujitsu and there'll be people that come and they might drop out at white belt or they might drop out at blue belt for various reasons. And then that you know or that I certainly felt I knew at White Belt when I met other people that this person's a lifer, this person's probably going to see it all the way through yeah, to the end. Yeah, yeah. And because you have conversations and you know that they're absolutely obsessed with it mm. in, a, in a similar way that you are, and mm. other people just aren't. They come to class, they enjoy it, but and they've got every intention of... We've got a, I've got a WhatsApp group, for example. Um there were a group of lads similar age to us. It all started at Mill Hill, similar time. We've, we've made the group and it's called the one percenters because we thought, oh, because we were white belts, we thought we'll try and come to an open mat and we'll just drill technique. And it never actually yeah, happened, it, but, yeah. we, but it became a friendship group. Yeah. And the reason we call it the one percenters, I think it might have been the 10 percenters originally. It was because only like one percent or 10 percent get to black belt. We'll stay, right. Now out of that group, I would say probably about, Oh, a third to a half of them have dropped out and they were very into jiu-jitsu but they i know because i talk to these guys every day yeah. on the whatsapp group because yeah. it's become a social group i am obsessed with jiu-jitsu yeah. and some of them are not obsessed yeah. with jiu-jitsu they like it they, yeah. they may even love it but they're not watching it nearly 20 foot when i when i finish this today i will yeah. go home and we'll i will watch, watch jiu-jitsu yeah um it's I'm obsessed, obsessed with it, and it's diff there's a difference between having an interest in something. Yeah, and being I agree. Obsessed. I agree. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm definitely not as I don't spend as much time uh, as you watching stuff for sure. And the same with Smith. You know, he'll say to me, um, he'll 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 be talking about something, and he'll say, "Oh, you know, like a Jedi Jiu Jitsu channel." I'm like. Is yeah. that the geezer with the long hair? Yeah. Like, no, that's the geezer with the short hair. I'm like, oh, I think I there know. There is a guy called Jedi who've got long hair. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of like, yeah, I think, I think I know who you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's he's watching like a lot more stuff. I remember, I, just point, I remember him mentioning somebody, I think uh, I think it was Teach Me. T oh, teach Brian me. Peterson. Yeah, teach and he was grappling. like, Oh, this was going back like four years ago. He was like, oh, I, I sent a comment in. Uh, I, I made a message and he sent me a message back. <laughs> yeah, he used to love him. Nothing else is like a yeah. internet man crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Brian Peterson. Yeah. yeah. It's a good channel. It's a good channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying. You know, there's different levels of how deeply you get into things. Mm. But but um, I just wonder whether that the, that variability in that kind of thing is enough to like, classify people as something well i, I, I mean obviously i don't really are, have a strong view there you know, are, one there way are or other the things other. that go along with it. i mean it's not just that you're obsessed by one or super hyper focused on one thing there are there are there are other um, so, so what what else was in your test the, the little online test oh mate i can't remember there are questions about anxiety anxiety is something that 
is, right. is linked with... Tick, I can see that one. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is something that's closely linked with, uh, from my understanding, my limited understanding of it. Um, there were lots of questions, mate, I can't remember. Them. The, the, this is the bad thing about age. Fucking, my memory is fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, there were sort of a lot of social questions. Like how do you how do you react in so, certain social settings, or yeah. do you find you're distracted by this, or do you find you're focused on that? Or I think I'm going to do this quiz just to, yeah, I just mean, in case. Li- listen, know? I might not be, just but in case I, have, I need but, to pull out the card. At but work. I display autistic traits. That doesn't mean I'm autistic. Yeah. It just means I display. I mean, you could have OC. You could display OCT, 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 OCD, OCD traits, but not have OCD. Yeah, you know. Um, you might find uh, a particular fighter attractive. You might go, um, you know, oh, uh, Charles Oliveira, he's got a great physique. It doesn't mean you're gay. No. It just means you go, you think you admire his physique, yes. you know? So it's, yeah, you can yeah, display yeah. certain things and not be that thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it drives me fucking mad because I can't sleep at night when, I, when I've got an inso- insomnia or I, I can't, it's, always in my fucking head i can't stop thinking about oh i was in this position today and i should have done this or hey if i'm in this if i'm on this top position and i take this under here yeah. and then i take that lapel there oh yeah i'm gonna try and, i'm gonna try and remember this i'm gonna do this tomorrow yeah. and and that's i the- do i do have times when i go through those things but but not not as much anymore as when i first started mm. now i'm kind of much more like i go in i train i love it I come out. I feel like that's great. I, mm. You know, and I, and I almost feel like I wish I was a bit more inclined to go and watch two hours of videos mm. because I'd actually learn something new instead mm. of just going back and but, doing my stuff again. But I thought that would die off. I thought as I learnt more, I would probably watch less. But it, it's it's the reverse. I watch more jujitsu now, probably because I understand it more. Yeah, you can. I remember I, was, I went to my first Polaris, and the guys were leg locking each other and. I was enjoying watching the jiu-jitsu, but I had no idea yeah. what was going on. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I knew what a hill hook, I knew the, the breaking me- yeah. uh, mechanics of yeah. what they were yeah. doing, but yeah. I didn't understand how they were entering it or when they were rolling out of stuff or how they were getting I mean, out it's of the stuff same and transitioning. I was just like, it just seemed like a mess. Yeah, watching um, UFC, you know, because I, I watched it all the way through. So for like the last 20 years, I think I've probably seen every one, yeah, certainly all have, the major yeah. ones. And um, But uh, always on the striking side, I'd always be like, watch, the, the left kick's going to come. Yeah. Or yeah. As soon as they went to the mat, yeah. I was like, okay, I just got to listen to Rogan now. Because I ain't got yeah, well, it's the same. But it's interesting you say it because I, although I did a few striking arts, I don't understand the, the science really of, you know, fainting and, and doing this and, and throwing something up so that your mask and a kick come in the other way or whatever. Uh, and mates I've got that have come from a much better striking background than me like they've yeah, boxed or yeah, whatever yeah. Uh, so that's still a little bit of a mystery i thought you i thought i understood it i thought oh he's just you've got to try and punch him in the head or kick him in the body or whatever but the way they set shit up yeah and they're reading the movement yeah that's, i mean i'm not that's I'm a not, little bit beyond me i'm not an expert but i could i could i could often see what's going to happen yeah. or i know what they're going to say or whatever when it went to the floor i was like yeah i don't know what's happening but yeah, now because because normally i sit and watch it with gosha yeah you know, we both like, she's going to go for the underhook. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah, gets yeah, the underhook, yeah. she's going to, and it's like, it's really nice. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, you see. That's why I thought of jiu-jitsu and, when I started, because I was like, I know what a Kimura is. Yeah. 
I know what a real naked choke is. Yeah. I know what an arm bar is. I should be all right, jujitsu. Yeah. And then nah. I just got smashed. No. Nah. I mean, my, the, the weird thing for me as well, or the frustrating thing, I should say, for me, when I started, I literally, when, didn't matter what the scenario was, my decision in my head was the wrong decision. Yes. So, you know, it'd be like, should yes. you put your hand here or there? Well, obviously here. No, there. Oh, yeah. okay. So in yeah. this position, should you turn to your left or your right? Well, to your right? No, to your left. Yeah. And I remember, I remember there was one time I was in this Eddie Cohn's class. And um, you know, like when you don't know what you're doing, you're like generally better to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. So, but I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was like, a, he said something like, so like in this position, it was like top or bottom. Yeah. In this, if you're on the top, you're, or no, you're on the bottom, are you attacking or defending? I'm like, attacking, right? Like, haven't you seen UFC? And it's like, you're defending. And I'm like, okay, I'm never going to like well, answer. A, I mean, it was, I think it was in that scenario. Oh, it was right. kind of like, you know, because you're going to, you need to sweep, get to the top and then you attack, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. But I was just like, literally so clueless. I was yeah, like, I was, well, mate. obviously you attack from here. It's I like, didn't understand no. years ago, this is going back 20 or 23 years ago with Alex. Uh, I think I'd watched some of his fights and again, I was, uh, I watched UFC, so this is late nineties. I was like, how the fuck does an arm bar work? I said, your arm's just across their lap. Yeah. Like that's, there's no way that can break your arm. I just didn't understand yeah. the mechanics of it. He yeah. went, lie down. I went, yeah. okay, give me, a, and I went, <gasps> and I didn't realize that there was a fulcrum and, and, yeah. and I went, oh, I get it. Oh, okay. I get it. But like you, yeah, I was, I, 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 I think- might have knew, known, some moves, I think as the, in the names of the moves, the, the, to recognise them, but I couldn't do the, them. The most eye-opening, though, I think for, for most people and for me, and the thing that always, you know, I think people, they get it, is just the first time you get cross-faced. Because mm. you're like, like, this guy's just like kind of lying on that guy, like he's sort of saying mm. something to him. Like, if I was the bottom guy, I would just like stand up. Yeah, just get out. <laughs> then then when someone does it to you the very first time and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to die here in about... 20 seconds move. like the guy's I'm going to really go unconscious and like that's the end of that and you're like I tapped out this is magic yeah Jack tapped me like a month ago I was um, there was a big purple belt I forget his name Daniel I think it was I think he got kicked out of Mill Hill actually because he was a bit rough for people and he cross faced me I'd hurt my neck was that um, I don't know you mean shaved head yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'd hurt my neck a few months before I was rolling with with Alex meat hook and um, it, I'd done some spazzy white belt stuff and he basically just threw me and broke my neck. So it was, a, it was a bit tender, but he got a cross face and he wasn't really hurting my neck, but he was obviously cutting off the blood. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, look, yeah. I think I'm going to pass out. Yeah. So I tapped and he went, you shouldn't tap to cross face. And I went, oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, Don't sir. do it so hard next but time then. There's a few times where I've nearly gone out and I've really had to fight fight it i mean normally I normally like, i would be all right now and i kind of make my little whatever but you know jack burrows that mm, good that he's good. just like too good too let heavy. me just move one degree here mm. and then one millimeter there and i was just mm. like i'm gonna bloody pass out in a minute mm. after just tap and it you know he's like he was he didn't say it but he was almost like look don't worry no one saw mm. but i was like well i saw mm. i saw that i just tapped to pressure but, it, but it's that but it's that learning curve you get of like realizing the importance then of a cross face. Yeah. So like guard retention is like one of the biggest parts of my game. And 
was talking to some blue belts today and I said, I don't allow people to take that cross face because I'm always controlling that far arm. Yeah. I've always got a sleeve grip because I play a collar sleeve. I, I said, if you've got that, they can't control your head. I said, if, if I lose that and you control my head, then I've, I've got to start working a defense. So I just don't allow them to do that. And when I'm passing, yeah. again, I'm looking for head control immediately. We're all, sh it's all shouted at us as white belts, isn't it? We're in competition. Right? Get that cross face, yeah. get that cross face. Yeah. And you know, but you don't fully understand how important it is. Yeah. And when you, like you and me have both been tapped to it. You go, oh yeah, I, yeah. I now understand why. Because you can't move. Yeah. You can't turn in. You can't yeah, turn yeah. back that's in. Your, that's your, you know, fulcrum for everything else is, okay. goes from there. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it, for me, it's just a, a martial art that just keeps giving because there's so much to learn. And I think, as we were sort of talking about earlier, in the beginning, you just don't know anything and you're bombarded by so many techniques and you, I struggled to remember, mm. apart from the, the very basics, I struggled. So like you said, if someone took like, if someone, we went, oh, we're going to learn De La Hiva today, a sweep from De La Hiva. And you're like, what? Oh, this doesn't work. This yeah. will never work. You're not ready to take that information at the time. And then you can't even you can't even YouTube it because you're like Della H yeah. I V. Yeah, what these are no such thing as Della Hiva. Yeah, but it, you you're not ready for that technique. Yeah, because you you don't understand your body mechanics yet. You're not used to rolling. You don't. You, you're just not used to it. Yeah. I mean, I remember trying to put a Della Hiva hook in and it just kept falling out. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's put too much pressure on my knee. Yeah, that's because I was in the wrong position. Yeah. But I didn't get. I was like, this will never work. Yeah, people must be so flexible in jujitsu yeah, because yeah, yeah. this just hurts me. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't work. But then years later, it became a really big part of my game because I started to, you you add, you add, you keep adding yeah. and you understand it. And now when you're showing a technique in class, whereas when we were white belts, we might be showing three techniques mm. and you'd struggle to remember one yeah. or you'd remember part of one. You'd then spar, you wouldn't use it or you'd try and use it, it didn't work. And you went, oh, I don't, I don't think it really works for me. It must be my, I'm the wrong body type. But when you're at our level, you're showing the three techniques. You already know two of them. Yeah. You may even know all three of them, yeah. or there might be a detail you've missed. But let's say you, you know the first two, this sweep, oh, if that doesn't work, you go to this sweep. And then the third one, you go, oh, oh, I didn't know that. But then you've only had to remember one thing because you know those other two parts of it. Yeah, I mean, we... I so just, you remember um, it there. We had a DOS seminar. I saw, yeah. Oh, mate. Because the thing is, like recently, yeah, I, I I haven't really been going to any classes. Yeah, I roll with Smith, I roll with Seymour. Yeah, and um, I go on Wednesday nights, which is just rolling. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm not, you know, I'm not really learning a lot of new stuff. I I try and watch something here and there and pick mm. something up and practice it. But Seymour invited us to um, him and Sandeep's club um, RGA um, South Hearts in Potter's Bar. So this guy, I, I'm. As I've explained before, I'm terrible with names, but I'm pretty sure his name is David Porter. Mm -hmm. He's a uh, lanky mongoose is his um, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, this, the, this is like how different it is in the US. Dude is not lanky. He's built. He's is he American built. then? Yeah, he's, Amer he's oh. an ex-Marine. Oh, right, geez. Proper built. But he's like, he's, he said he's the smallest guy in his gym. Oh, he's, he's a legit like 85 kilos, you know, ripped 8% body fat yeah. kind of looking guy um but he's I think he's got some something ridiculous like 95% submission rate in competition with the DAS overall oh right okay 
overall that's, ninety something like something in the nineties finish rate. And then it's all with Darcy's. Oh, right. So it is all with Yeah. Well, and, I, uh, I have like 5% <laughs> finish yeah, rate. With everything. <laughs> with, everything. <laughs> with everything. But um, it was like, it was so good because it was, you know, I can do a Darcy. I can catch people with a mm. Darcy. But I wasn't even doing it like, you know, when you're like, oh, it's just, mine was shit. Like, this is mm. so much mm. better. All the like little details. And then because you kind of learn something new, then you get excited for another six weeks of like, oh, I can yeah. try this and I can try that. And yeah. yeah, it's... it's. Uh, You'll have to show me next week. Yeah, well, we'll, roll, we'll roll first. Yeah, <laughs> I catch them. I mean, I used to catch them more in no gi than gi. Yeah. I catch them, but not often. Yeah, I mean, not there's... Often. Well, I, I threaten them and I don't get them. The thing often. is, I don't, I don't catch people with a lot of stuff full stop because gosh, is like impossible to submit. Seymour, <laughs> I never catch him smith sometimes i catch him and then at, at uh, resistance where i'm training mostly mm. everyone's like really tough in there you yeah, know they're yeah. all they're all sort of blue purple brown belts mm. younger guys fit guys are training a lot you know they're training probably like four five six times a week mm. and it's just like you know there's I, there's stuff i see and then oh nope it's gone and then oh what about that no, not with your wrist no no, no you're mm. not gonna be able to hold on to that mm. But um, just 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 like changing the whole because the thing was with with that, I'm sure you kind of find the same thing. Like with a kimura, mm. once you sort of see the kimura, like there's kimuras from everywhere. Mm. That's what I'm You're like, like you know, even even it's weird. It's, it's 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 probably a bit bit strange, but like quite often in the morning when when we wake up in bed, like gosh, if she like puts her hand around me or I put my hand, like if I put my <laughs> hand over, she'll like armbar me. Just like a little, so you know. I to my kids. Yeah. Or I used like, to heel like, hook them and now a triangle. Though. Yeah. So she'll, she'll kind of put her, her heart, her arm around me and I'll kind of overhook it I from love like it. the spoon position it. and then wrist lock her. You know, it's just these, these like it. weird things. But I, I was always thinking like this DOS, I'm sure you can get it from like everywhere everywhere mm. but i just couldn't figure out like what's mm. the entry and then what he said um i'm giving away his ip now his intellectual mm. property but what he said at the end he said um if the if the arm is away from the body mm -hmm. so it can be two inches or you know miles away mm -hmm. and i can see your tricep mm -hmm. you're getting dust and then i was like okay like that I can work with. Mm -hmm. Like, so now, not that I will get them from everywhere, but now whenever I see that position and I'm start thinking in my head, okay, from here, like where's, which way do I go to the DOS? Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was really, really sort of um, eye opening. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'll show you next week when we yeah, roll, cool. but also like the finishing position is completely different to what you think it is. Interesting. And, and, so normally if I roll with Smith, I'll, I can get him maybe like two, three times. No, probably actually I'll get him with five times with a DAS, mm. but I'll only finish it once because mm -hmm. he's pretty good at defending it. Mm. And today, everyone that I put on, I got him with because mm. I was like, I was finishing it completely wrong. It's interesting because I was, I went for two or three DAS attempts today. Again, it's not a submission I'm good at. Yeah. And the guy got out yeah. every time. I mean, I still stayed in a dominant position, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I couldn't finish him. I couldn't finish him. Yeah, but, no. I, it, but 
but I, again, it comes back to being obsessed. I became obsessed with triangles mm. and I'm still obsessed with triangles. Um, for a while at White Belt, I was obsessed by uh, Ezekiel chokes because it was one of the only submissions I could get regularly against yeah. other white belts. Gosh, I love Ezekiel in the face. <laughs> in your face! In the face. But it was something I was good at uh, from different positions, different sort of guard positions. And then people became aware that I was going for that and that stopped. And then it became a straight foot lock. Yeah. And then in Nogi, it was like heel hooks. Um, but then you, you start having less success with it because people go, how can I stop that? Yes. So you show them. Yeah. Uh, and there's sometimes there are little, still little traps you can set, but your success rate goes down. But yeah. with triangles, I because I think when I started jiu-jitsu, Nick went, oh, you're lanky like me, you're tall. You said, you should be good at triangles. So I was like, oh, okay, here's my, here's my professor, that's what I've got to do. Yeah. And I couldn't do a triangle for shit. I'd lock them up, but I couldn't finish them. People just got out, stacked me. Uh, past me and yeah. I was just like I am shit at jiu-jitsu I'm shit at triangles <laughs> but I kept persisting but I was just shit it wasn't really till sort of towards the end of my blue belt I bought a, because you can't always in class do what you want to do you can't yeah. go oh right yeah. we've been taught darsis today oh can we do triangles yeah, just because yeah, I've yeah. got the right body yeah, framed yeah, yeah, in yeah, it yeah. so I bought a, an instructional and it ch just changed my game yeah. and again in, in the beginning I had a lot of failures but then it just it just took off and people always went, oh, Ben, Ben, Ben footlocks, Ben footlocks. No, I don't have that reputation at Boxmore. It's Ben triangles, Ben triangles. Because yeah. for me, the triangle is, I guess in a, in a way, it's similar to, to a DAS. Once you, like, as you say, once you've locked up a DAS it's, and it's really good, yeah. it's, it's difficult to get out of once yeah. it's really yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with a triangle. Once the triangle's locked, you've got, the choke, you've got an arm bar, yeah. you've got an, you've got a figure of four lock, yeah. an Americana yeah. or whatever, and yeah. you've got a wrist lock. Yeah. You've got so many attacks, so many options once you've locked the triangle. Plus yeah. you're being choked yeah. the whole time. Um, I, I love it. I'm always hunting for... Triangles. There's five different triangles you can go there that there are. I'm going to sound like a nerd, again, a nerd now, but there's the Yamote Senkaku. The front triangle, which we're all taught at white. You're going to go into the Danaha num uh, <laughs> nomenclature. Yeah, then there's the Hunter and Kaki. The American lock, he calls it, right? You can't the say Ameri Americano anymore. The American lock. American he calls lock. lockdown the scorpion. Yeah, he's got his own. He's you know, like, like, fuck you, I'm not going to Everyone else is saying He it rebels, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. he goes, I know Eddie. Uh, I, I know Eddie Brown likes to call this the lockdown, but uh, yeah. we were using it 10 years before and we called it the, uh, he's, we he's called the, it the scorpion. But yeah, then there's the uh, Ishiro Senkaku, the Yoko Senkaku the Gyaku Senkaku and they're they're all brilliant yeah. they're all brilliant like this, I was watching Seymour uh, I was probably on Instagram rolling with Gosha yeah Gosha Gosha sorry Gosha Schmidt Schmidt Gosha <laughs> uh, and um, I was watching I still can't she's uh, she still corrects me for how I say her name yeah. after five years she's like uh, Gosha Gosha that's what I said no, yeah Gosha. I've got a Welsh Gosha. friend called Klinos and for years I called her Klinos I went Klinos she's going is Klinos I was going that's what, that's what I'm saying isn't it? but um, yeah I was watching Seymour with this side triangle uh, for the layman and I was like watching it going oh, that is probably the triangle I catch the most yeah it's such an effective triangle because it's such a good pin. I think yeah. it comes from judo. And pin is another Danaher thing that he's brought into the, is it? the Maybe I picked up his colloquialism. Pinning but, position. But you've you've got arm attack. Again, you've got arm attacks. Yeah. Um and I'm just 
I'm just always looking for different types of triangle. And once you see them, like you were saying, with like the American lock, yeah, the Gamora or whatever, or some sort of figure of four, you you see it everywhere. You yeah. see it everywhere. And I see triangles everywhere because it's all I focused on yeah, it's like for a, the last three, four the, years. The sixth sense. It I is. I just triangle. You, you just know when there's an arm in, when there's an arm out from different positions. Yeah. Like when you're on your back and you're throwing up a triangle, it's very obvious whether there's an arm in and an arm out but when you're on your side or, or the guy's in turtle yeah or where there's a scramble yeah you know where your legs are in relation to their torso and you just you just get it and yeah. it's so satisfying look i mean today i probably caught about five or six triangles if i don't if i come out of a session and i haven't caught a triangle yeah, i go home a bit. i go home and i have a long hard yeah. stare in the what's what does goggins call it the mirror of accountability is that what it is that something what it like that yeah I it's look like, in the mirror. It's like like, when you go for a meal and like everything is not quite what you want. Yeah, I look in the mirror. Very and go, unsatisfied. You, you fucking failed. You did not finish a single triangle. The hardest triangle for me for me to finish is the back. Is the triangle from the back, but it's also I think right. possibly the most difficult to get out of. If you lock it, yeah, they're fucked. Yeah, I mean but, my triangle is hopeless. I, you know, I've got I've got the the, the standard one, the white belt one. Yeah, the and then the some odd other cuckoo. things that I get to that I'm like. Oh, this is a triangle. Like, <laughs> but then I don't not, realize. And again, I'll finish more arm bars from a triangle position than I would for a traditional yeah. arm bar. I get arm bars. I've got one today actually. Yeah. But I, I'm, some people are specialists in arm bars. Yeah. Jay Herridge, remember, he just used yeah. to arm bar everyone. He sees them from every angle. It's just like he see he reads that matrix code. He's, he's like, bah, 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 bah. and yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> for sure. And he's obsessed. Yes. Yeah. 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 I look at. Mikey Musumichi. Yeah, I was going to say, um, he's the obvious... I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Gordon Ryan was, um, Andrew Wilkesy and um, people like that. Keenan definitely is, Cornelius. Yeah. There you go. Have you ever watched any of his stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, that, sometimes it stands out, you go, he's and, odd, um, he's a bit odd. Oh, maybe he's autistic. And uh, Ryan Hall. Have you ever watched him? Yes. <laughs> he's he's oh, God, on yeah. the other end of the spectrum. God, yeah. Info dump, dumping is another... Yeah, yes, where yes. Have you ever have you ever watched any of his? Um, I've got one of his instructionals. He's like, and he goes off on a tangent for fucking right? ages. So when you're in fact, Danaher probably. If is. I built a wall and you had a machine gun, yes. Like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Like, just I the want frame, to see a right? technique. Just put the frame. Yeah. Like, I want to see a technique. Ten minutes of like. I know. I bought his latest army maneuvers. I bought his latest one, and I went. I'm going to get to a technique. Yeah. But Danaher's the same. Danaher's yeah. a bit more sort of concise with his instruction, but. Again, he's a bit of an odd character. Did, did you surprised. listen to the when he the first time when he went on Rogan? Yes, is that the one where he was talking about? You know, because um, Rogan's obviously legit. He's a black belt. Yeah, under, you know. Um, he made him seem like a bit of a dum dum. But going, he was like, he was like, then what? you. So what, what is the point of jiu yeah, it's, it's like, like you know, past the legs, the yeah. dangerous legs, you know, going, whatever. No. Yeah. He's going, what's the first thing you do? Yeah. He was like, uh, he was going, I don't know, yeah, sir. That was the only time you've seen him like, shit. Yeah. So again, he's obsessed. Yeah, he's obsessed. He could be autistic. Again, always wears a rash guard, is a bit odd. That guy's a bit weird, man. I like him. I love him. Big His stuff is amazing yeah. to watch. It's, well, he changed, like I say, he changed my game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My triangle yeah. game. But... um He's not. He's not necessarily someone that you would want to like be stuck in a. I think he's quite funny. With. No, actually, I think he comes across as very stoic and serious. But I've also seen him the other side of him where he can be quite yeah. funny. Oh, for sure. I'd, for I'd, sure. I'd love to spend an evening with him, just picking his fucking brain and have a conversation with him. But he always comes across as very sort of serious 
So who? So if you could not necessarily like train with someone because it's like, oh, you know, you you could go, you you see it all the time. People are like, oh yeah, I went to Danaher for three weeks for holiday and I mm, went there every day mm. and I never saw anyone. I just trained with their blue belt. Yeah. But if you could, if you could sort of pick the brains of, you know, hang out with whatever. That's of a like really two, tough three, question. four. Like, who would you? Who would you want to? I would definitely say Danaher because I've got quite a few of his DVDs. Yeah, DVDs. DVDs. Instructionals. DVDs, bro. I've got some yeah, VHSs. <laughs> Media. Uh, yeah, I, I like the way he teaches. I know. I've, I think I spoke to Seymour years ago, and he was like, "It just goes on and on and on." It's don't, boring. Don't you think though, with him? Like I, I always, even even when we were um, went to this uh, seminar DAS thing the, yeah. uh, on Thursday, and um, you know he was like, "Who wants to? Who wants to come and like?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be the, He's I'll there. be the, the what do they call it, Uki, U- Uki, I'll be the yeah. Uki." So, um, and then he was like, "Okay, uh, so actually you do it on me." I was like, "Oh fuck." So I do the dance wrong that he's just showed like the wrong way to do it. And he's like, go on the other hip. I'm like, oh, yeah, the other hip. So I go on the other side yeah. and then it's like, okay, so from here, so then you do the gator roll. I'm like, I do the what, the roll? <laughs> the good potato roll, what, what do you say? And he's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do it the other way around. Yeah. So luckily, you know, I managed to do what he was asking me to do, but not because I understood what I was doing. I just happened to, by chance, roll the right way. Right. And then he was like, okay, keep going. I'm like, oh, great, I'm going the right way. Yeah. All the way around. But I think... Probably having a conversation with Danaher, I would almost want to sort of say to him, "Oh, so I hear you do jujitsu," because if you say to him, "Oh yeah, I train," and then he's oh the first question he asks you, and you're like, "I don't know," and he's like, "Oh Jesus, you're one of those like you've got a purple belt that shouldn't you shouldn't be wearing even one stripe on your white belt." I I mean, intimidating. He has influenced my jujitsu, so I would like I would like to sit down and talk to him, Mikey. Musumichi, I think, is again a, a standout. Um, but he's young. You, well, he you is young. Want older but people, he no? plays a similar game to me. Okay. So I started. Uh, he's a good footlocker, yeah. and that, that was something I was good at a few years ago. He plays collar sleeve, which yeah. I which yeah. I play. Yeah. Um, and Delahiva, like I don't Berenbolo, and a lot of you can get a lot of berenbolos off of like the Delahiva and he does it very well. He's yeah. amazing at taking the back from yeah. that position. And it's something I, it's not in my game. So I would, I'd love to have a chat. And again, I think he's meticulous. So he'd go, okay, what you want to do is, uh, uh, did, a you, pizza. did you, he's a psychopath though. Did you see his video when he invented the Mikey, the lock? Mikey lock? And he's like, so, you know, I just put my head here and then from yeah. here I can break his whole leg. Yeah. And he was like so happy that He's this obsessed. will end someone's ability yeah. to walk for the I, rest I, I of think their life. I, he was like, and yeah, if I do yeah. this, but it I, will break twice. <laughs> like, why do you need to break it twice? But like, I guess at that high level, if it's not tight and it's not in a position where it's really going to, people sure. aren't going to tap, because people will, will not tap to a hyperextended sure. arm. For or, sure, but... But you got then like a Hodger Gracie, who's like it's a different game, though, isn't it? It He's, is, but it's like get mount, to the mount, mount do you. the choke. But you're not going to both snap friends, him, right? Yeah. His is like you're never going to compete again. You know, yeah. I'm so happy. Like look what him, I did. I've I got people's feet on my mantelpiece. <laughs> I find him interesting. Uh, who else? I mean, Gordon Ryan's a controversial character. Uh, I mean, he clearly knows his shit, and I've got a few of his instructionals, but. I don't know if I'd like to learn from him one to one. Yeah. Um, someone 
who I've been watching a lot recently is Nicholas Miragali. Because yeah. again, he's a similar body type to me, plays a deep Delaheva X, yeah. which I do. Um, I've learned a lot from him. Uh, do you know a guy called Neil Melanson or Melanson? The giant. Giant dude. He has changed my game massively. Whenever I see, because he's, he's got some BJJ fanatic yes. stuff. Like, whenever I see like the little snippets. He's like, hilarious as well. But I'm also like, that is fucking massive. He used to be bigger. I After I bought his DVD, his DVD, his media, um, I thought I'd try and find some some reel of him fighting or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't actually find it, but I found stuff where he was training in the gym and he's fucking twice as big he's, but he's as big. he is in the DVDs because he's, he's RA. But he's, he's got 40, like a head and he's, he's like one of those 45, 46. giant dudes. And he looks quite lean and trim in my, in yeah, my yeah. DVD. And he's still massive yeah. and heavy. But when I looked at him on YouTube, he was a fucking gorilla. Yeah. But he has massively changed my game. Massively changed my game. I'd love to sit down with him. His whole system, his whole K-Guard system has, has changed my game. Yeah, Seymour's been doing that K-Guard on me. Changed but I'm, I'm too game. lazy to go and watch like the oh, how to changer. deal with it. It's game changer. I don't... Someone asked me today, <laughs> they said, how do I deal with... How do I get out of this? And yeah. I went, I don't know. Because yeah. he doesn't explain in the DV. Right, oh, this right, is how to counter to it. get people with it. We're he was like... I said, I guess just try and posture up as quick as you can and get out of it. Yeah. Before I've taken control and grips. But yeah. it's helped me massively against guys that are bigger than me. Yeah. Um, when I first learned K-Guard with Ed, it was all about attacking the lower body. Right. So it was like inverting and, and going around the back of the guy's legs yeah, and, yeah. And, and getting heel hooks and knee bars and whatever. Neil's uh, DVD is attacking the, the... Well, he does give you some lower body attacks, but primarily it's around the the, the, the upper torso. So yeah. arm bars, mostly triangles, which suits my game. Yeah. And it's just changed my game massively. Can, we can do a little info swap next week. Yeah, I mean, I, and I still fuck things up. And triangles. I still fuck things up and I get things wrong. And I do some things, like he's got easier ways to do things he's like there's less steps in this and it's high percentage for me and then i'll do it in class and i find it hard to finish so i go to a tradition traditional triangle yeah but there's more steps to get there yeah, yeah. but it was my sparring with the blue belt it was 100 and something kilos and i was like i got put in a three with him two big guys one was about 85 kilos something that's big to me now and one that's over 100 and i thought fuck i've got my hands full here and I fucking used it and triangled him. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Right. Fucking hell. And then I was less scared of him. I thought, oh, right, well, this works on him. So I just need to get back. And also you have going. that thing in your mind of like, whoever got the submission first, it's like, if this was competition. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also makes them more wary. I think he was then less, uh, in that particular role, he was less um, confident coming forward yeah. into some sort of guard because yeah. he was thought shit Ben's going to try and put me in this position again yeah, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. was going to yeah um, which is what you want right you know like whenever you watch the UFC yeah. they're always kind of saying like you've got to get that other guy's respect yeah because otherwise they're just like teeing I, I thought he was going right? to I honestly in that role I thought oh fuck's sake this guy's going to smash me and I'm going to look bad because I'm a purple belt being smashed by a blue belt but like I say he's not like 35 kilos heavier than me yeah <laughs> um yeah, hit him. I would love to pick his brain. And he's funny as fuck. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah. He's probably the funniest guy I've watched in an instructional. Um, Jeff Glover is someone I I, I was going to say, that's, a lot. that's the one guy just because it would be 
such a crazy, hilarious few hours. Yeah, yeah. But again, I haven't found his instructional. I bought his DAS one, actually. Ah, see, I, I, I haven't bought any of his stuff, but the yeah, things that I see, I like. I yeah, like the look I, I love him when I see him rolling, and yeah. I think he's a character, but in his instructional, he's actually quite serious, and yeah. I, I didn't... If I can take one thing from an instructional, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I take a lot from an instructional. Yeah. And when I don't take anything, I'm like, oh, why? What, what, yeah. what, what's the reason? And yeah. I, I didn't really take a lot from, from his. That. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, either because he's so dynamic in his movement, I just couldn't replicate it. I, or, I, I, I love know. his little uh, bar dos. Have you seen that video? No, I don't about about so. how to remember like which which way is the anaconda and which way is the the dust. No, no, I haven't. So, I, I won't even spoil it for you. Right. So everyone who's listening, um, have have a look at Jeff Glover Bardas and Jeff Glover. I, I can't remember his uncle's name, but just put in Uncle Choke. Oh. It's like an Uncle Tom or whatever. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He talks about. Story about the, the, I was watching one of Seymour's posts. Yeah, and he. He mentioned something something about the uncle. Blah, oh yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. Because we and were I was talking like, about it. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah, like, yeah. and I commented on it because I thought I just watched that DVD yeah. and I went, I get this, yeah, I get yeah, this, yeah. I get and the reference. A, and the, there's a there's a bar dance one as well, which is right. just like a funny story that you're sitting at the bar, but I won't spoil it. But listen, dude, oh, we've just done two hours. See, we we've just e done two hours of jujitsu, which was awesome. We could easily talk for another two. Yeah, so so let's let's do next week. Okay, um, we'll bring the. Smith one, as he calls himself on the... Uh, Smith one? Why Smith one? I don't know. Is there two of them? Well, <laughs> well go, actually... No, I'm technically older, so I'll Smith one. Actually, there is. I'll, I, will, I, will, I will explain it okay. for him while he's not here because this is not the Smith that anyone knows from anywhere else. This is a different Smith, so he can right. kind of say things on the podcast oh, that right. he okay. can't say not on the podcast. Right. So, yeah, Smith one will... Uh, We'll be in. Uh, we'll be in next week, and we'll and we'll we'll do part two. Part two. Part two. Yeah. Wicked. Awesome. All right. Nice one, mate. Thanks for Thanks, coming dude. down. It was wicked yeah. to see you. Pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll do the we'll do the next part next week. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I was just thinking this morning how I should wrap it up. So obviously it's a new podcast, and we're uh, we want to build the listenership. So if you enjoy it, share it with two of your friends. And if you didn't enjoy it, share it with two of your enemies. <laughs> and we'll see you next time.